National Talkie League. Midweek. This is our second that we've done so far. Uh, I'm Dave Ware. On the other side of the mic with me, as always, is Roger Kincaid. How you doing, Roger? Splendido, thanks. Thanks, Dave. And our thank you and very our much, Dave. Guest, and, <laughs> uh, and, and, uh, and our special guest with us tonight is uh, Mr. Uh, Rob Mitchelson, who's a local performer and musician and uh, teacher and bon vivant around town. How you doing, Rob? I'm I'm great, thanks. Thanks for pointing out that I'm a bon vivant as well. I'm, well, it's important, you know. <laughs> a good liver is essentially yeah. what that means, right? Hey, he's oh, he's yeah, a real I'm good a, liver. Yeah. Do, do French people actually... Liver. Don't let people tell you otherwise. I just want to know no, if, right? if French really people helpful. are tossing that around, though, and they're like, is that a part of the sort of the everyday French vernacular that, you know, when they're talking about their friends, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, Rob Mitchelson, he's a real, uh, real good liver. I think uh, I have to. I have a theory about this because uh, we were all raised. I believe we were all raised on uh, French classes in Alberta, and I think it was the province that was most resistant to setting up a practical and reasonable French program. So when I speak to people from Quebec, I like to ask them whether or not phrases that were in my French textbooks actually exist outside of those French textbooks. Uh, my favorite one is that uh, instead of agreeing with somebody by saying we. Um, you could say uh, you could say that you were in accord, like you could say d'accord, but then you could say instead to shorten that up, but to make it longer, you could say dak dak dak. And I was just like, does anybody ever said that? And as far as I'm aware, from my the few French friends that I have, they're all like, no, nobody's ever said dak dak dak. <laughs> I learned French uh, entirely from a hobo clown on Channel 13. And that's a reference that I don't think everybody's going to get. But those who do will think to themselves, yeah, how the fuck did that show get on the air? <laughs> Hobo clown teaching well, French. So, so to back that up for your international audience, that was Access Cable Network. I'll see, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write that down. I, you know, I keep the list of like links to things that I want to try to find for the show notes. This could be the most challenging one yet. Access Cable Network, yeah. French Hobo Clown Show. <laughs> And on a, a recent uh, episode of uh, Letter Kenny, they ended up going to Quebec, and uh, so there was some discussion about the difference between saying "we" oui and saying "wa." Oh yeah, one's like saying "yes," and one's like saying "yeah." <laughs> All right, Rob Mitchelson, you good liver, uh, you you have some prominence on the National Hockey League Facebook page. Now, hang on a second. There's not much that's prominent on that Facebook page right now, but but hey. um, your your uh, your review of your honeymoon, um, whatchamacallit, your accommodations on Vancouver <laughs> Island, uh, is like one you know one popular Twitter account holder away from going fully viral. I would say. Uh, well, that's 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 a place that I like to live in is one Twitter account user away from being. <laughs> Uh, popular, and I'm glad that uh, people have uh, taken some enjoyment away from our magical honeymoon to Salt Spring Island. Uh, give, give, just sorry, Dave, before you go, Rob. The 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 review speaks for itself, but I also want to know. It's like sometimes things are so bad they're comically bad, and then yeah. like you're gonna like 
I want to know if that was comically bad or an absolute hell for you, like a legitimate hell for you. Well, you know, it was actually like we we were. I, I normally I would I, like I'm, I'm I don't like to complain about stuff like that, and I don't like to like insist on getting customer service. And I like most of my life has been like when I hand over myself to getting good service from somebody, I try to do it by doing things like. Um, you know, like, uh, going to stay at, uh, at hotels that I enjoy. Like, um, we, we occasionally take like a little mini trip to the Banff Springs, which is great. Cause those Fairmont guys know what they're doing and I don't have to fuss cause they've got it under control. So I think they understand what it's like if you're, if like, I'm, I'm, because I'm a performer, I think people assume that I'm extroverted and that I'm happy to sort of negotiate these things. But in real life, I would way prefer not to. So it was actually like, our sense of humor ran out on this. Like we were both being <laughs> cool about it. We both knew it was going to be a little weird. And then it just got weirder and weirder and worse and worse and worse. And eventually we were just like, this isn't funny. Like at one point we were genuinely considering leaving just to go sleep like outside. <laughs> so, so without, you know, spoiling the story or anything, what's the best way to hit this Rob? Would you like to, sort of walk us through it in your own words, or would you like to read the the review for us? What would be the best way, do you think? Uh, let me walk it through in my own words, because I I, I feel like the the 2200 word review is, uh, is, 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 is a lot for your audience to have to, uh, uh, to hear retold, and they're welcome to read it if they want to. Um, it's, so we... it's totally well worth the read, by the way. I mean, r- first of all, Rob's a very funny writer to begin with, so it's it's very humorously written. But it just piles on itself too. So, like anybody who hasn't given it a read yet, it will, the link is in the show notes for this episode uh, of the podcast, and you can also see it on, on our Facebook page. But so, so go ahead, Rob, and pardon pardon me or pardon us if we interject with questions. By all means, please. So, um, we were planning our honeymoon, and uh, um, the. The short version of the first part of the story is that we did a little bit of research about some places out on uh, Vancouver Island we finally settled on and uh, a little bit of the Gulf Islands, and we thought it would be fun to kind of check that all out. So um, uh, we made our way out to – we went through Vancouver. We went through Chilliwack. I got to live my lifelong dream of listening to Chilliwack while driving through Chilliwack, which was (laughs) like a – that was a real like hot – like. Yeah, it was the high watermark for my what song? road trip excitement. Uh, Baby Arms Come Back. Okay. Which is a cover, I, I found out. But whatever. Um, and then uh, uh, we were headed off to the island, and then there was a fire on one of the main roads that could have possibly gotten us. Like, it was, there's only one place where the road kind of bottlenecks and then splits back off into a bunch of other rural roads. And we couldn't get there, and we ended up having to flip our whole honeymoon around and decide to, like, we, we stayed at the Empress. It was really nice. And then we were making our way to Salt Spring because that was supposed to be like the fun splurge of the trip. We were supposed to be camping. So we were prepped and ready to sleep on the forest floor, like on, on a level of air mattress, on a level of nylon, on another level of nylon. And then we were good. Like that was we were OK with that. I had my own stove, I had plenty of propane. Like there was nothing stopping us from living in the, the worst possible conditions. And we were prepped for it. So when we booked it, um, they only had like an online, like we, we could only, we could only book online and we couldn't get in touch with anybody to ask any questions that we had. And so their, their old Facebook page, which I now has been modified, made all kinds of promises about the kinds of cool stuff that was going on there. And then their spa menu had like 
uh, you know, like glancing at it, um, we didn't realize that there was no spa service available until we looked down at the bottom of the menu where it said no spa services available. Like, and that's after a list of things that they do at the spa. So I think in the, in the, uh, in the review, I said like, and that's like going to a restaurant and then being like salads, appetizers, steaks, uh, no food currently available. And we were like, I don't, I don't know what this means. So I called again over the course of the few months leading up to the honeymoon. And I was just like, never got a response. Never. Like I, I finally let it ring like 12 rings one time and got to a voicemail, never got a call back. But um, I did email them about the spa, and a few days later they got back to me and told me they were fixing the roof, and I was like, well, we'll, we'll see about that. And uh, I um, also emailed them on the day we were supposed to arrive because I hadn't heard anything from them, hadn't gotten a confirmation email, and I was like, this is getting weird. So I sent them an email, and they emailed back, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're here for you, and the room's all ready, so just when, when you're ready to show up, your cabin is ready to go. And we're like, sweet, I guess. Sorry, I have to interject here because I'm, I'm starting yeah. to wonder about the spa at this particular place. Uh, yeah. Like a, I've been to some resort type joints with my wife and we do like uh-huh. to do the spa thing. And yeah, as best too. I can figure it, they're probably running somewhere in the neighborhood of like 100, $150 to $200 an hour per employee out of that place. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Something like that. So yeah. I don't like yeah. it seems to me that if you've got like a seven room resort and spa that you're you're fully leaving somewhere in the neighborhood of like sixty percent of your of your revenue on the table when that spa's closed. Uh it would have to be something like that. And they I I'm sure they're aware of it. Well, actually, I'm not sure they're aware of it. I think they no, kind of... That's what I'm saying. I'm wondering have, how how good this spa was in the first place, that they're not well, missing the cash it was spinning off. We may never know. I mean, I've gone back and read reviews, but I will try to give you the experience from our perspective first. <laughs> so so uh, we pulled up, and um, there's nobody in the office. And uh, uh, there's a note on the door with a phone number to call because they're out for lunch, and they're understaffed. So you can call this number, or you can call the maintenance number. Somebody to come and let you in. And so we were like... Uh, I guess we'll call it. We'll try the cell phone number of the front desk person. They arrived to let us into our cabin, and the place is pretty run down. Like the whole, like all of these cabins were these kind of like U frame, sort of like a Swiss chalet type things, um, with like high vaulted ceilings and facing out onto the ocean. And that was that was like that was what was in the pictures. And we were like, oh yeah, I, I see that. But close up all of the stain has like leapt off of all of the wood surfaces and the, like the shingles are so cupped, they're actually curling backwards. And like, like at one point birds, like ravens were attacking the, the shingles because there must've been bugs under them for them to get. <laughs> I don't know. I can only conjecture as to what was up there. Nobody, including myself ever got up that high to check. So um, we, yeah, we, we got in and we were like, well, it's, it's like, like you're looking, I could just picture Rob, like looking for a ladder. Is there any type of home repair equipment around here? Nothing. You know what? And it would have come in handy more than once. So we're, <laughs> then you're like also in the yellow pages looking for a home inspection service. Nada. Just... Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was something to behold when we arrived. So like that, the fountain outside that they built at one point is like non-functional and just full of grasses. And then like this gigantic weeds. I, it, I'm not sure, maybe it was a holly, but it was like a, like they'd accidentally grown a weed tree. It was <laughs> six feet high. Like it had like a, like a woody interior core at this point. Like somebody just didn't bother to pluck it out and then a full on tree had started to grow. And it's not like Salt Spring Island is not a rainy place. So I don't know how actually they managed to pull this off. So anyway, it's it's looking a bit 
shabby and um we started to try to um settle in a little bit so like uh the um we didn't notice that the bathroom lights weren't working until later on that first night and we also were going to try to use their they have a spa tub that's supplied by some kind of spring on the island. We assume one of the many salt springs for which the island is named. But there's nothing to describe that to you, and nobody said anything to us on arrival or anything about it. Like Just like, you know, healing waters come out of a tub. And there's this like <laughs> amazing 70s red uh, jet tub that um is full of like rust and mineral stains now and i i understand they put up a little sign a laminated sign that's just like hey you know we really clean these thoroughly but the rust stains are hard to get rid of because it's a high mineral content and i was just like sure i guess that's that sounds like something that somebody would say if they ran a super dodgy spa (laughs) so uh we um we uh like like rinsed it out because I think there was still some CLR left in there where they were trying to get rid of the mineral stains. And then we, and then we geared it up and poured the water and let that thing go. And we got into it and we we're like, this is weird. And, and my wife was like, yeah, it's weird. And then we sat there for a while and then decided to get out and kind of like shower off the weird saltiness of it. Oh, I'll, I should mention, and I did not mention this in the review. The water at the resort is not potable like you can't drink the water at the resort i believe because it may all come from the same salt spring that supplies the tubs with their ambiguous water supply wait a second hang on a second um yeah most of everything that you've described in this conversation so far and also in the review is like yeah. you know there's there's arguments about maybe how whatever sensitive you are about stuff or about sure, your taste yeah. or too refined yeah, or blah yeah, blah blah. Absolutely. But I think yeah. they're actually in breach of a federal law here, aren't they? Aren't you required to provide drinking water at a to, at an inn? Yeah, to the best of my knowledge, uh, they need they're required to do two things. One is to ensure that the water supply for the bathrooms, for example, right, is is running all the time. Uh, in except for in case of an emergency, and the other is to sur- provide drinking water. They provided us with a bottle of like a cooler of of uh, of spring water, also bottled somewhere on Salt Spring. <laughs> and uh, how was that possible? And then out of this, yeah, I don't know. And then out of the out of the sink came the same water that I assume came out of the tub in the shower that you were not meant to drink. Um, and that would have been fine for hand washing and tooth brushing. Um, we think, although we never really got any clarification on that, had it been running 24 hours a day, uh, but the pump had started to die some point, we believe in the last few years from our discussions with the staff. Cause again, we're like, I, one of my common, like coping strategies for life is to talk to people and say, um, and to, to be like a little jokey and a little friendly and then try to get their perspective. And then you often get like, like a more complete customer service picture. And also people will sometimes step it up for you a notch because you're like, you're a friend instead of like a, like a mean customer. <laughs> but, <laughs> right. So I get the impression that this place was starting to like, it was starting to crumble for quite a long time. And that the, the people who'd bought it out in the past few years had really decided not to put any more money into it. So one of the things, an example of one of the things that went wrong is like the pump for the water was dying. Now, I didn't find that out until the next morning um, after we'd showered off our spa tub experience uh, <laughs> and uh, and decided to get some sleep um, under a inactive wasp's nest, which we did not yet notice either. Um, we did notice, however, that the fridge was like, was like had a really strong, like, like, yeasty rotting smell and i like and again i'm not 
like I'm I'm a I do a bit of traveling and I've seen some I've 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 been a full-time hippie. I get it when stuff smells, but like we had to clean out the fridge ourselves with Lysol wipes. And it still managed to that smell managed to impregnate the plastic ice packs that we had and ruin our cooler on the way back. Wow. Like it was so toxic. Like I I can't even describe. It was just like it was it was like visiting you know when you visit Inglewood on a hot day, and uh, and, uh, and, uh, and they they're just still tearing down part of the old Labatt's factory, and uh, yeah. Anyway, so there was there was something going on in that fridge. So what this podcast needs, by the way, I'm sorry to interrupt, Rob, but this podcast needs like the, uh, you know, the oval in the bottom corner of the screen where the guy's doing sign language. We need that, but for Dave's face. <laughs> Because <laughs> he's not, he's he's having a difficult time with this story, I think. Yeah, it it gets yeah it gets weirder. Anyway, so like on on arriving, we discovered things like the like the bathroom lights didn't work. Um, the you know the the fridge was super funky. Um, there was two dead flies on the floor. The screen door had been repaired with uh, the screen door and the screen for the bathroom window had been repaired with zip ties. And uh, there was a lot of like insect traffic getting in and out of there because zip ties are like not intended to be like a bracket. <laughs> no, those, um, those are those are intended as handcuffs for rioters only. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it would have been tiny rioters with the size of the zip ties. That, like anyway, so so we're, the first night we actually managed to kind of get through pretty reasonably like we were planning on spending most of our days out and about anyway so we went out and grabbed some dinner we came back you know we took a look at the view we couldn't really get the screen door to stay closed so we had to close the doors to the cabin and because it's facing towards the sun and towards the beautiful view it was pretty toasty in there but there's not much you can do about that we tried turning the bathroom fan on for a little while that was when we discovered that the the electrical was off in the bathroom so then i went to the breaker panel which fortunately was exposed and easy enough to find uh, got everything switched back on, settled in for the night, woke up the next morning, started going about the rest of our business. And that's about the point where the bathroom, like the toilet paper dispenser started leaping off the wall. And I, and I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to find a way to convey this. Like, you know, when you like, you can't figure, like you can't find like a gasket or the right size metal thing. So you use like, like whatever you've got in your pocket, which happens to be an elastic band. And if you've done an elastic band repair to anything, and I'm sure we all have, you you know that if you leave an elastic band for long enough, it dries out and it, and it turns to powder. <laughs> so the 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 toilet paper dispenser had been broken for a long enough period of time that the repair had also broken. Like the like like however long it takes for an elastic band to turn to powder, which is a couple of years in that kind of in that kind of environment. In that environment, yeah. It's, yeah, it's slowly powderized. And so every time you went to like tear a piece of toilet paper off, the toilet paper roll would just like this stainless steel rod would come out and it would slam down to the floor and you'd just send it back. And then it would like slam down again. And then even if you held onto it, it still would kind of like go. And the, 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 I, while I was down there, I had a chance to take a look at the particle board shelves that they built, like Captain Pine on the edges, but the particle board had not held up to the humidity of a bathroom over the years, especially where there was an ambiguous spa tub. So it was like it had been bubbled and then somebody had like scraped it and painted it and left those like little scars in the in the particle board. Like I'm not even talking about MDF. I'm talking about particle yeah, board. Yeah, for but, sure. Yeah, that stuff so- that stuff gets wet and then it like develops the consistency of a, of a freshly misted anthill. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was like a, it was like a, it was like a fine porridge of of, of, of sawdust. So anyway, like, uh, 
and then while I was down there, you could also see the mold on the baseboards and you can see the mold everywhere else too. And like, and the, the rusty shower curtain rod, which again is like, it seems like a dumb thing to complain about, but like for the, I, I Googled it while I was there for the two bucks and 50 cents, it would have cost them to go to Rona and buy a, a five foot shower curtain rod cover and just slap it up there so that nobody looks up to see your rusty slash moldy slash are those barnacles shower curtain rods <laughs> like that like an easy easy fix so many easy fixes in this place like like instead of using zip ties to fix the screen um how about anything else do, <laughs> or, do you realize that you're subconsciously endorsing a cover-up instead of a repair though at this point in time like like is it like that's because that that's just where the story takes a turn. Everything else you were like, guys, stay on top of this shit, and now you're at the point where, look, even for two dollars and a mild inconvenience, you could hide this, <laughs> and that, well, that would have made like, you happy. Honestly, like if they hit it, I wouldn't know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, it just it would be so easy for them to disguise it. So I, I'm trying to like. I'm trying to sequence this as effectively as I can. So we're we're now on to about the second day. We're starting to notice all the flaws in the place. I go to get some breakfast. There's one bowl in the fully stocked kitchenette. Uh, <laughs> so we have to go request a second bowl. And I'm already starting to get like a little uncomfortable about asking for everything. The septic smell at this point has started to waft in pretty constantly. And the septic field is obviously need to be badly pumped out and then replaced for several years. Now, I'm sure you guys have been out to rural areas, uh, like you've been out camping or whatever, and you've seen where like a septic field that's really well established will often have like 100 foot long lines or 50 foot long lines of kind of like green grass growing on top of them. And then a dry patch and then another row of green grass where the little kind of fingers of the septic come out. And um, uh, you could see where the septic field used to have that and then where it was blocked like 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 five or ten feet in. And like it's because there was just these two stripes of 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 green that didn't go far enough for what I know goes into a normal septic field. Anyway, be that as it may, it, perhaps I'm not a septic engineer, but what I am is capable of smelling the smell of that stench 24 hours a day as it is wafting into the cabin nonstop, which actually made the fact that I couldn't open the bathroom window because of the flies and potential wasp problems kind of better in the end. Also improved <laughs> the situation with us not being able to use the screen door at the front. So uh yeah this place was getting pretty toasty uh starting to get a little more uncomfortable like the like the just like dumb stuff like the knife w was so dull that i couldn't actually use it to like open anything um the the water cut off again uh we just decided to go out and get a coffee like uh we took a walk down to the beach and the there's a probably i'm gonna guess about three stories worth of drop along the sort of like it's pretty rocky on salt spring and you're headed down to just sort of like a rocky shore. There's no real beaches anywhere on the island. Um, but, uh, you know, they give people the opportunity to go down there and explore. But my wife literally put her foot through the last step. Now, fortunately, it was only two and a half inches off the ground. But she, she crunched the last step. And looking up, the whole structure was just starting to decay. Now the the like the U-shaped pergola on the on the cabin itself that we were staying in also was starting to decay quite badly. And you could see a couple places where they'd they'd put in patches, but I I don't know, again, I'm not an architect, but I don't know if that is an effective way of uh of doing a structural repair. So I can't say for sure whether or not it was totally safe. <laughs> um, we put our, we went and bought some fresh fish cause we decided we'd try to use the kitchenette to like cook some seafood. And we managed to store it in there for a short enough amount of time that, um, no significant smell developed on the actual food itself. Um, we, 
we're on to our we're getting towards our last day uh, and I'd had a couple of weird encounters like I went down to like check out the badminton area and like the there was a like a beer can in the badminton stuff that was just stuffed in a cardboard box like sitting in a bush at the side and um a dude a shirtless dude came out of the spa okay <laughs> wait a second wait, wait 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 we, we just drove by way too much stuff here there's a badminton area at this place like they've there delineated is. a spot in the resort and they've said this is to be used exclusively for badminton badminton yeah they put up a net they put up like a like a nice canadian tire net uh which they are maintaining to some degree and they stuffed their excess badminton stuff in a in a in a cardboard box now i feel like this is in in actuality, a dilapidated tennis court <laughs> with the cheapest possible it also repair. Could have been a parking pad for the like. I mean, it's hard to say. All it right. was grassy area in front of the spa, and the spa is like this weird kind of like like there's a there's a sort of like a I don't know. I'm gonna say like like 1,500 square feet of 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 single floor, and then an entrance up to a very narrow, maybe 400 square foot kind of like second floor, and then a tower. With a with a room overhanging it up at the top, uh, like a weird kind of Ewok village of of spa. Anyway, it's it's shut down. Like we knew we couldn't access it because they didn't awesome email idea. us to tell us that in fact there was no spa service, and they were working on repairing the roof until such time as they could they could say that the spa was ha- like ready to be used again. I did not see any roof repairs happening anywhere on the resort, including on our own cabin, which, uh, again, had the birds harvesting whatever it was that was under the shingles there. But what I did see was a man emerge shirtless and smoking from the spa. Now, I am not a masseuse, and I don't know (laughs) what the culture is like. If it's similar to, like, the restaurant industry, where people just really need to get out of the kitchen and take that smoke break just to get away from the hectic nature of it. But I would think that escaping the strenuous area of a spa where there's like spa music playing and uh, anyway anyway so yeah he (laughs) he looked quite surprised that i was passing by his squatting area and i don't know who he was or what he was up to there but but he was there was a shirtless man in a spa that was shut down so so sorry so the was the there was no services but there was also not like you couldn't go in the spa building it wasn't open yeah the building the building was closed so this guy was working there or he would just I went don't, in. Hard to say. This, Nobody had name tags. This guy had had just had intercourse at the spa. You see, it, it, it maybe or maybe not. It was so relaxing. How... That wasn't a stress cigarette. That was like a yeah cigarette. <laughs> I like and I mean, this like I, I again in the interview. I I think I said late that Stockholm syndrome was setting in, but I feel like it was happening earlier. Like 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 I was just like yeah, there's some dude, and then we we kind of we're curious about taking a walk around on the paths on the property. Cause they say it's a big piece of property, but then I just, I just got, I just checked out. There was an old, like there was an old trailer and then I wasn't sure where I was anymore. And I was just like, I'm not gonna, I, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. So it's a big piece of property, but most of it's in the upside down, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. It, almost entirely in the upside down. Yeah. So, um, we, um, uh, we we asked for a few other things. There was a light bulb missing in one of the bedside tables. Like again, like you could have on your way in, you could have you could have been like, oh man, there's flies on the floor, and the fridge really stinks, and there's and and uh, we're missing a bowl, and uh, a couple other things. Like let's just let's just take care of that before we let these people like move into this cabin for that that they've prepaid. Uh, so, <laughs> um, we um, yeah, like I. I 
it's sometime on the last day now, and our like you know our our spirits are flagging, but still optimistic. We um, the the water went out again. We were gonna have a quick <laughs> nap and then go out and like just do something for the afternoon to like just just to keep busy. And the the night before, anticipating that we'd probably want to be out and about again rather than back at the hotel, we'd booked like this really nice kayak trip. Uh, like if, I think if anybody's bored and wants to read the rest of my reviews for our trip, like I have nothing but positive stuff to say about like about all the other experiences that we had. But the <laughs> so the the water's out. We lie down to take a quick nap. Maybe that'll just like we'll just let that pass and then we'll and then we'll go into town. And Dawn points up at the roof and she's like, uh, is that a is that a is that a wasp's nest? And I'm like, no, <laughs> wife of mine, no, is obviously not a wasp's nest because that would be insane. So, and I can't even make it out because the roof is quite high up there. I'll give them that. And uh, I look a little closer, and then we actually snap a picture and we zoom in, and like, yeah, that's a that's a wasp's nest. Now it, it seems to be dormant or inactive, but I don't want to. Uh, I don't really want to risk that. So we're like, oh, let's skip the nap. Let's just go into town, get coffee or food or lunch or whatever, and then we'll worry about the wasp's nest when we come back. Like skip the nap like it's an option. Let's just yeah, not yeah, fall yeah. asleep. Let's not be so yeah, relaxed. Let's, let's, let's stay Let's stay yeah. awake. And uh, now I uh, – without going into too much personal detail, I do have um, some identifiable and diagnosed uh, um, uh, anxiety issues I just found out about not too long ago. and uh, And wasps are a big trigger for me. Uh, because I was dealing with wasps a lot at a time where some craziness was happening. And so, like, this is like, I'm barely keeping it together. And so is my wife. So we walk over to the front office, and fortunately there is somebody there, uh, because that is not always a guarantee. Um, And I should actually back up here a step. The the first time the water went out, uh, I, I knew there was a little maintenance phone, but it was like, it was sometime late at night that it went out, and I went over there. I, I woke up to use the bathroom very early in the morning um, uh, after our spa tub experience, which I'm not saying there's a correlation. Um, but uh, I, 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 um, I woke up really early, and I was like, ah, oh, I feel guilty about like walking over and like waking up the maintenance guy who I actually met in the office. Like, I'm sure he's a fine human being. So like maybe five o'clock or maybe some reason the pump is off and it's like on a timer to save energy, which they could have explained to us at the check-in, which they didn't bother to. So I walked over to the maintenance phone around seven and I, and I, and I picked it up and, uh, um, I got the guy on the line. It's just like, uh, yeah, no, we're working on the water already. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I guess, guess I'm not the first person to call. And he's like, yeah, yeah. must've just gotten a big load last night or whatever, but, uh, you know, we're working on it. It'll be back up and running in a little while. What? Cool. Yeah. No, apparently. No, wait, what? Pump, gotten a big yeah. load last night? got a big load, yeah. Now, I don't know. I mean, I, I <laughs> we did use the spa tub as advertised <laughs> on the website. So, <sighs> anyway, but we, <laughs> we <laughs> to pick up the maintenance phone, though, it was covered in cobwebs. Like, like nobody from maintenance had maintained the maintenance <laughs> phone. And I don't know how these are the people were getting in touch. Like, like they must have called the 1-800 number and then been rooted through to this poor guy's cell phone. Anyway, he's up at all hours fixing this, this water. So anyway, flash forward to us walking into the office and, uh, there is somebody in the office, so we don't have to use the maintenance phone. I can just talk to them directly. And it's just like, Hey, uh, um, there's a, I think there's a wasp's nest in our room. 
Like, and I don't think I know confidently, but I'm trying not to be a dick. So I'm like, yeah, I think there's a wasp's nest in your room. And, and instead of saying like, uh, oh dear, or, um, or, um, um, oh my goodness, uh, how can we help you? They said, really? Where? <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, you well. liar. <laughs> yeah. And again, fortunately, my wife has had the presence of mind to like snap a picture of it because we needed to zoom in close to see that there were multiple halls for multiple creepy beings up there. Like it was, it was, a, it was a good size nest. And so we, um, we show them the picture and she's like, oh yeah, that, yeah, no, um, that's not active. Don't worry about that. And I was like, oh, all right. Well, I, um, okay. I guess it's not that big of a deal. It's just like, it's, it's a bit uncomfortable and I have some like stress related issues that I, I like wasps are related to. And I, I get a bit panicky and I really like, I, like, and she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to worry about it. It's not active. And I'm like, well, I'm trying to say, I'm trying to find the words to say that is not my concern. But I get a don't... hose, yes. hose it down, it'll yes. go away. And I was just like, oh yeah, and she's like, yeah, you know, it's it's tricky to get up there, like, uh, uh, you know, like I mean, I, I was up there with a shop vac, and I was up there with a the get a hose. I know they, we couldn't quite get it down, and like we're just talking about the roof of the interior of the cabin, Dave. Like a hose is oh, not. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm yeah, sorry, it's no, inside it's, the cabin. It's inside. Yeah, yeah, Dave. Oh, how did? Oh, what? Did, I was just gonna say, what an idiotic suggestion, Dave. Spray a hose in there and ruin, destroy that masterpiece of a shower. <laughs> of a romantic getaway and besides it's, that the water's it's, out <laughs> it's just that it would land on the bed and i know that they don't have an extra mattress on hand in case somebody requests because if they did seconds. they would have replaced that semen sponge <laughs> sorry rob I didn't mean we it. didn't look under the yeah. sheets so um the, the uh they're, they're like yeah i mean it's been up there for a while we tried to get out of the shop vac we tried to get it up within and i was just like oh yeah well i mean i've done my fair share of being on a ladder with a shop vac that that can be frustrating. And again, I'm trying to be sympathetic, you know, trying to see an alternate point of view. And then my wife, who uh, is sometimes far more pragmatic than I am, and also in a very nice tone, because she's she and I both have the same like deal with problems the same way kind of way. We'll like kill you with kindness, and then quite often we get really great results, except for this place. <laughs> so she's just like, hey, yeah, well, yeah, that does sound frustrating. Um, how how long has it been up there? And she just deadpan says, four years. And I don't know if she means F-O-R years or F-O-U-R years. <laughs> but it but I'm like, I'm I'm totally I'm totally flummoxed. I, I have no I have no idea what to say about this. Like I just I'm, I'm like, oh, okay. So like I, I guess my my dream of them getting a ladder and just taking it down and cleaning up afterwards was not going to be fulfilled that day. And, and I, you know, and I spent enough time the previous summer, like hearing, like, like hallucinating buzzing. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm, I'm just trying to like stay chilly about it. Like just not be freaked out. And we're like, Oh, okay. Well, I guess four years or four years or whatever it is, however long you say, it seems like a really hard time to find time to get up there in between your, I'm sure you have a very busy winter season too. Anyway, um, we'll, <laughs> we'll see you later. And we get out of there and we go for dinner and then we come back and we get prepped and then we're headed for our, like for our kayak trip. And we were heavily debating leaving at that point. Uh, like knowing we'd be walking away from a room, but like not caring about money at this point, like not at all. So um, we, 
we 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 fought down the urge to do that because we were worried about organizing our kayak trip, which ended up being like a total highlight, really fun, like like really professional guides, like a super fun time. They packed gluten free cookies for us because because we asked and they like <laughs> you know like it was it was fun and there were no wasps. Um, I think that's actually kayaks. like the default cookie state on Salt Spring Island, though. You have to request yeah, gluten-free. the gluten ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you uh, maybe you could make a special request. I don't know. Um, but these uh, anyway. So we we're back to the cabin. We're sleeping through the night. We're just like, but now it's like it's not comfortable anymore. Like now that there's been wasps, and now that the screen door doesn't work, and now that we found the dead flies, and now that the fridge was funky, and now that the water shuts off, and now that you can't drink the water, and now that you can't like, there are no yoga classes. It constantly smells like septic, and like all those things are adding up to the point where we're like we're ready to sleep on top of the sheets, like the way that you do when you're in Thailand for two weeks, but between going to Australia, like you're just like I'll just sleep on top of these sheets. Like we're we're feeling that feel. And, and, you know, like our luggage is lifted up and tidied up. And I, I think I put tea tree oil into, into my bag because that is a common deterrent used for all kinds of things. <laughs> anyway, whether or not there were any further problems, it didn't matter. We were super creeped out. It was a really terrible sleep, and we wanted to get out of there, like, ASAP the next day. So we, we had all of our stuff packed up. We had the car loaded. We had to kind of, like, reconfigure all of our camping gear. And so it took us a little while, and we were ready to go. Um, we, we washed the dishes and then I videoed myself on the way out, like keeping track of all the things that were concerns for us, like the cracks in the tub and the mold and the, the toilet paper roll and the, like the wasp's nest and the, like the missing bowls and the, like all the stuff. We just kind of like backed our way out on video so that like, I just felt like this is worth getting evidence of, you know, like I want to see the structural (laughs) thing on the, on the pergola and like one last flashback for you. And then we're back to real time. When we arrived, I'd, I'd emailed and said, hey, you guys don't happen to have, like, know if there's coin laundry on the island. Now, and they said, no, nowhere on the island is there coin laundry. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, uh, but we'll run a load of laundry for you for 15 bucks. And I was like, whatever. I, we, Sure. Let's, let's, let's do that thing. Uh, fine by me. And uh, um, it didn't seem unreasonable. And uh, they, they brought the laundry back to us, like, the same day. And it was folded. And, uh, okay. you know, like, there was. There we go. That's your paying yeah, for they, the folding, right? Yeah, 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 well, yeah. They dropped it. They dropped it off for us. It was it was ready to go. It was, uh, and so we were like, uh, you know, like, not a not an issue. I hadn't paid for that uh, for that yet for that amenity yet because uh, I'd prepaid everything else. Um, and again, I, it, I, that's a long story. So <laughs> <laughs> it's longer. So we. Um, we're making our way out and I knew that I was going to have to pay them 15 bucks. And I just wanted to like leave with a clear conscience and then fight the fight afterwards. Cause I didn't want to fight it there. I just like, I think they were totally like the management, obviously like the ownership was obviously not involved at all. Like they just there, that was not their thing. They just wanted it to fall down so they could put up some condos or they could make an insurance claim on their exploding septic field. Once the methane finally built up enough to detonate the place they were. So they're like, they're not interested and the people who are the operators are doing their best, kind of, but overlooking some really basic stuff. Um, just like, you know, and there's a lot of other missed opportunities that you could argue about. Like, you could argue about, like, hey, why not, like, local soaps from, like, artisan soap makers? That'd be hip and cool. And, like, why not local art, too? Or, like, whatever. There's all kinds of artists on the island. 
local um, exterminators. Or... Perhaps, yes. Yeah, he's got this organic exterminating business. Just kind of goes in and like rakes them all out of there or something. like. You that. know, a guy with a weed whacker might have been interested in leaving his card behind on the table. And Anyway, so we, um, <laughs> we, we're, we're on our way out. Checkout time is 11 o'clock, and we want to be gone earlier than that. So we're, uh, we're ready to hit the road. It's 945. Car's packed. Nobody's at the office. Lights are off. Doors are locked. It's the open sign is off. It's dark. Now this is seventy five minutes before their own closing time, like their own checkout time. Like they don't want us around at eleven fifteen because that's after checkout time. We're presumably slowing down another couple from having a horrible time for the next three days. So we are ready to leave. There's nobody in the office, so I drop my keys in the key drop box, thinking I guess they'll just have to catch up with me for the $15. Although I don't really want them to because now <laughs> I'm stressed, right? Like, yeah. like at one point um, my wife is just like, I, I'm not washing these dishes. And I was just like, wash the dishes because I guarantee you they will charge us back. If we don't wash the dishes, she's like, there's no way, there's no way we're paying. And I was just like, there's just, we're just going to wash them. We're going to leave everything spick and span. Anyway, nine 45, drop the keys in the box. Their, their young daughter, I believe, or perhaps niece, is um is wheels out in a golf cart she's doing some kind of housekeeping duty uh presumably she's got a internship learning the skill someplace far away where they might teach her um <laughs> and uh they uh, she asks me how's your stay and i'm like i'm really having a hard time at this point so i'm like um it was okay and i she's crestfallen and i i don't blame her because that's not how like when Canadians have a problem. They just shut up and they move on. And I was, re- I couldn't even like, I didn't have the juice in the engine to just fake it for, for a young lady who I'm sure didn't need my cynicism. So she, so I was, so she's like, how was your stay? I was like, ah, uh, yeah, it was all right, I guess. And she's like, uh, cause that's not the response you're supposed to give. The response you're supposed to give is lovely. What an amazing view, spectacular weather. Thanks for having us. And then I'm on my way. So I'm walking to the car. And out of nowhere, like she is summoned to the, the, the woman who works in the office is summoned to the side of my car and she's rapping on the window. And she says, and I quote, you guys owe us 15 bucks for the laundry. And I just stopped myself from swearing at her. Like just, just stop myself. Like with a, like, cause I have a list in my head of all the things that I want to complain about. It's a partial list at this point. Cause it wasn't until afterwards that I started to remember all the things that I hate about this thing. So I, I, uh, I, I, I calm myself down, catch myself just in time. And I'm like, okay. So I get out of my car and I walk over there and I, I was, I, I borrowed cash to like, I hadn't taken any cash out and I took cash out. And then I was like, I thought better of it. I left it in the car and I, I paid, uh, with plastic, so that there would be like a date and time stamp on it so that there could be no question that I paid for this. She's like, do you need a receipt? And I was like, yes, I need a receipt. And I think I must've said it in a way that sort of unsettled her a little bit. And then she was just like, uh, and then she's like, where are you going next? And I'm like, I'm just trying to like, I uh, just making conversation just to make it. And so I was like, uh, I guess we're, we're going camping for a few days uh, over at uh, Goldstream Provincial Park. And she's like, oh, yeah, I, I mean, I used to love it there. Uh, I haven't been for a few years, though, and a lot can change in a few years. And I was just like, no kidding. <laughs> no kidding. A lot can change. So we uh, we we drive away, and uh, um, I'm just trying not to think about it. We have to purchase new goat cheese because the fridge 
it ruined the goat cheese. And then it also ruined the cooler. So the new goat cheese that we bought was also like double ruined. And um, we, uh, it's we, so funny. Sorry, man. It, this, there's so many hall- hallmarks in this story that are so funny. And it's like, I just want to point about like, there's no yoga classes. And the no. spa was closed and the goat cheese was wrecked, right? But the thing yeah. is, is that for people who are like, holy fuck, who is this guy? You got to understand something. That's why you go to Salt Spring Island for yes. the artisan goat cheese and for the, the, yes. the redheaded girl who doesn't shave her armpits, but she puts safflower oil all over you. Like, that's yes. what you do there. That's why we're like that. You go there to be a total hippie. And we were, we were all set. We were excited about it. And like, you know, when we found out no spa service, we're like, Oh, well, I mean, there's plenty of other stuff, hippie stuff going on in the Island. So we're cool about that. And then they were like, well, it sounds like they don't offer the other free stuff. And they're like, well, we're cool about that. And it sounds like the games room is shut down. Well, we're cool about that, I guess. And then like, there's less and less going on there, but at least it's a place to stay. And it's, you know, it's nice and tidy and clean, except for the flies and the wasps and, and the, uh, and the mold. So yeah, we were driving away. We're just trying to put it out of our minds. We go back to buy the expensive local artisanal goat cheeses because of that, as you're saying, Roger is your, is your responsibility. When you were visiting <laughs> Salt Spring Island. Well, it's like putting a quarter in a slot machine in Vegas, right? It's like, yes. yeah, you know, I don't like goat cheese either, uh, you know, but I go to Salt Spring Island, I'm going to eat the goat cheese. I don't play slots. I go to Vegas. I'm going to sit down and drink gray goose while I play a slot machine. Absolutely. Yeah. It is. It's mandatory when you go there. Like you, you're you supposed to like, you're supposed to eat something vegan. You're supposed to, you're supposed to, yeah. Buy local artisanal goat cheeses, which they sell all over North America, by the way. Uh, um, uh, great, great company. <laughs> so <laughs> I like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm flummoxed. We, we head out for a night of camping and we're both stressed and tired. And at the campground at this point has like, they've got some problems where they have flush toilets at the campground, but they're starting to shut down too because their septic is full. Now those guys are provincial parks guys and they're bringing in septic in the next 48 hours to pump it out. It's just that it happens to fall like after a weekend and they're like, they're swamped. So they're getting that dealt with as soon as they can. There are other facilities and they're a long walk. And so we're like a bit tired we're a bit annoyed that we have to walk, but we're like back to camping and we're suddenly like feeling a lot more happy about it. We decide we're going to, we're going to give up on camping. We're going to cut the trip a little bit short. We're going to go crash one more night at the, at the Empress. And then we're going to start heading home. We're going to stay with a buddy on the way back and then split the trip in half because Victoria to Calgary with the ferry on it is makes for a really, really long day. I am starting to compose my review. And it takes me days, days and days and days to convey precisely what I'm trying to say about this place. And again, I don't really like being that negative about stuff, except for people who should know better, like Hollywood. And I'm like, I'm torturing myself with like, I'm torturing myself with things like, oh man, well, I mean, if somebody came to stay with me and we were in the middle of a renovation, I was just like, but I'm not charging them. (laughs) I'm not asking them to pay $220 to stay in my guest bedroom. And I would probably provide tiny soaps if you asked me to as well. I like I have four bowls and I know where all of them are. There's no wasps in the house. I had them once. I took care of them. <laughs> That's why I'm so stressed about it. Uh, so I'm, I'm trying to compose this review. And I, and I get it written and I get it ready to post. And then I actually, I post it and I back it off because I, I, what? I, where, I, where did I you po- Where'd you post it, by the way? I posted it on TripAdvisor. TripAdvisor, okay. Um, so it was up for a while. I pulled it down. I made a couple of editorial changes, and I reposted it. 
And in the time that I was about to repost it, uh, they got in touch with an automated email. It had been about a week. And they were like, hey, how did you enjoy your stay at Mineral Springs? And I was just like, uh, well, this is not like a personalized email like you might get from another hotel where it's just like, hi, I'm Steve from the front desk team. Or hi, I'm the night manager, Lawrence, or whatever. This is like automated thing, which, I, again, I'm, I'm sure many hotels do something like that. And the fact that these guys were savvy enough to do that surprises me, but they did send me the email. So I wrote them back, and I was just like, guys, I'm in the middle of writing an extensive review. We did not enjoy our time there. Um, there were all of these maintenance problems. We had serious concerns. We were super uncomfortable. We couldn't get help when we needed it. When we asked for help, it was super vague. I don't think you understand how stressful that is for people. Like, we're not naturally pushy. We don't really want to, like, like – demand the basics the water is a problem you guys are like you guys have a lot of serious issues and we were super disappointed and we want to discuss the possibility of getting our money back and i got an email back and they were like oh, well um could you send us your review and um we'll we'll look into your maintenance concerns but you brought up the wasp's nest and we took it down for you wow really yeah that's awesome and i was just like I just, I just, I haven't, I haven't had the, the, the wherewithal to respond to that email. I just left it at that because if it takes them however many years, whether it is F-O-R four years or F-O-U-R four years or whether we misheard and it had only been there for a couple of seasons, it, the, the fact that they took it down doesn't repair the experience for us. And I have this last thought about the matter because at the time when i was just like how could it take you so long to deal with a wasp's nest when all you need is a ladder or a long stick every single cabin has a skylight in it a 70s tinted brown acrylic nice. skylight yeah. and to open and close that skylight there is a telescoping pole in every room in every room secured to the wall that separates the kitchenette and the bedroom to resolve the wasp's <laughs> nest, this would have taken the effort of making a four-step trip to grab the pole, poking it at the roof. It's already long enough to reach the roof because that's the function of the pole. And then getting a vacuum and cleaning up what of the wasp's nest fell down. I don't think they were building in concrete. I think they might have been like, normal wasps that built out of paper and their own spit and whatever <laughs> dead animal parts they could find. Like I just, yeah, I couldn't, that we took it down for you. Cool. What does that mean for you though? We took it down. Maybe we took it down for you. Not a yeah, chance. No. Yeah. I, and I like, I, I like we, 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 we went, they, they wanted to make it sound like they went through the effort of taking it down for me. Well, yeah, but like that wasn't but the, fundamentally for necessary for anybody. No, but it's the for like, you part. It's like, hey, we know you're planning a trip, return trip here. We're going to offer you 8% off your next stay. And uh, I know you're coming back. So we took it down for you. Roger. I already told them that I would not be returning. <laughs> they did not offer me any kind of refund or discount. And they told me that they took it down for me anyway so that I would be comforted somehow. Right. I, don't, I think they were trying to – maybe they were try, They were worried about what I might say in the review, like whether or not it was I was capable of being accurate. And so <laughs> they, <laughs> they 
they might have been trying to soften the blow. They have apologized for being understaffed. They're like, oh, yeah, I mean, it's been really hard for us to staff now, but now that we have a full-time maintenance guy, it's getting better. And I'm like, where was he? With a stick. Like, just any, like... He was walking out of the spa, Rob. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. A tube of dab costs $10. Like, and I know I've done this job myself in houses that were a little bit more run down. You've got a little moldy caulking, not a problem. You strip it out of there with a razor knife, you put down some dab. It's dry in four hours. That's the amount of time between 11 o'clock, which is their checkout time, and 4 o'clock, which is their check-in time, plus some for you to poke the wasp's nest if you want. Like, you can do both of those jobs in the amount of time it takes me to leave and for somebody else to come in. And you don't even have to air the place out, clearly. So. <laughs> no, you don't. And you can't because you shouldn't. Because if you do, then the wasps get in. You know, dap smells a bit septic, too. So, you know, when people come in and complain about the stench, you go, yeah, we know, freshly dapped it. After yeah, yeah. after no, R. Like Mitchelson the, told us to on, on the, a website that advises travelers. In the, uh, oh, my God. Yes. See, I have a couple quick questions, yeah. Rob. Sure. Is that okay? So oh, go ahead. At any point during your stay... Did you walk up to the mirror and then sort of notice that there might be maggots in your face and start pulling away your skin? And also, did your wife go into the television at any point? Question, Dave. What I can tell you is that because it's a U-shaped cabin, the walls aren't entirely flat at mirror height. So in order to put a mirror into the bathroom, somebody built a frame that tilted it out at a about a 20 degree angle so whenever you walked into the bathroom you were confronted by a shorter fatter angrier version of yourself <laughs> looking down at you that's wicked it was so so in many ways yes that's a, I, have a no, I, have a, I have a non-poltergeist related question oh there were uh, no tvs in the room by the way dave it's you're meant okay. to enjoy the view fair enough um you mentioned a video earlier yeah uh-huh what would be the possibility of getting that video and, and, and putting it up on the Facebook site? Um, I, uh, <laughs> as long as I can ensure that these guys aren't going to try to sue me, which I think well, they are safely what? not going to. I don't know what they could possibly sue you for. Um, accuracy, I guess, or defamation. I don't know. I mean, I I haven't said anything. No, the remedy. No, yeah, that's the problem, right? If you want to, if you want to claim that someone defamed you, then. I mean, if you have video evidence of a wasp's nest in your hotel room, it'd be pretty difficult for them to argue that that's defamation. Yeah, no, I'm, that's my hope. Um, yes, it's possible I will be able to supply for you some of the photos and video we took of some of the issues, but not all. Fair enough. So, yeah, I was just going to say, if you're if you're uncomfortable, you could, uh, if you feel like, you know, throwing a little shortened version or something like that together, we would love anything. Uh, if that's not possible, then maybe just some photos or something would be great. But uh, I think we would love to see that. You're not going to get your money back for this one, Rob? I, I, I don't think so. I mean, here's the thing. It's like. I had to decide how much I how much I wanted to fight this. Like this was our this was our honeymoon. We were supposed to be camping initially, and we couldn't because a fire blocked our way. So we're like, let's just have a blowout and we'll go stay at a fancy hotel, one that we know that we'll enjoy. And uh, we had a blast just doing uh, like an urban Victoria thing instead of like a yeah. instead of like way out on the west coast, just like with us and the ocean and nothing. So like that that part of it was like that that part of it was was actually a totally cool change. And then for for this part of it, I mean, I'd love to, I'd love to fight to get my money back, but I also know that I'm going to have to fight because it's a, some third party 
electronic management agency that deals with the billing in the first place. And that's why they had to sprint, I assume, that's why they had to sprint out of the building and chase us down for the $15 we were jacking them out of. Uh, even though they clearly have the capacity to charge things back to people's room because I read somebody else's review and afterwards, and sure enough, they hadn't done the dishes and they got charged 10 bucks. Right. And I am sorry, but if your housekeeping doesn't have time to do the dishes in the kitchenette, like your housekeeping doesn't have enough time. Well, there's the one bowl. So, yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's weird to me, right? Like, cause you, you buy an experience when you buy, when you go to like a mineral Springs resort or place like that. Yeah, and so exactly. the, the experience has to be up to snuff with what they what they advertised on the website. I think it's stunning to me that your review is allowed to exist without somebody calling you to say, hey, man, how much money do you want to take that down? Uh, yeah, no, and I think they might – I don't know if it crossed their mind or if it didn't. And I, I assume that it's complicated. Well, they do they that, do. man. If you leave a bad Amazon review, someone will send you an email to say, hey, man, would you take that down if we give you a refund? Well, uh, you know, it, like, I'm, like I'm, let's put it out there to the universe. I'll take it down. Well, and all, what I saw at the end of the review was basically them going, oh, we're going to try harder from now on. <clears throat> that that comment just got posted the last like in the last 24 or 48 hours. They like they made a they they got back to me and they're like, thanks for the review, <laughs> which I can't imagine them thanking me for. And then them saying, yeah, we're working hard to get the place back up to what it used to be. And I'm like, uh, awesome. You why don't you stop? Stop doing what you're doing. Stop letting people stay there fix the stuff and then get back to me. I wonder how good business is though, right? That like a review like that doesn't affect it. Well, I think that part of the problem too is, is like, I like, this is my, this is my wag of the finger at like salt spring Island tourism. Like they have all this stuff posted on their website, but I don't think they've got somebody like actively, like it's just the business revitalization zone or whatever, right? Like the chamber of commerce. Yeah. So they, they, you know, like uh, they should probably take the link down. But then there's also tons of other businesses on the island that don't have any web presence or don't have like a Facebook page as far as we can tell. So how you research or find them, I don't know. We actually drove past another place on the last night. We were just driving around the island just so we didn't have to go back. And uh, we found another place that was just like so-and-so spa and resort. And they had cute little cozy cabins and like happy people looking freshly massaged. And if we'd known that it existed, we might have wanted to stay there. But we couldn't. So, right. like, yeah, like, I mean, they're the a lot of the island is like they're 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 hippies. They're quite high. They don't have time to check or update their websites. They do have time to add a little red note at the bottom of the spa service menu that says there's no spa service available. Uh, like, I mean, it, it's really a matter of me wanting to fight that fight, I think. Like me having to hammer at them and be like, no, guys, give us our money back. Oh, I'd be all over And then that. being like, yeah, I should represent yeah, I, you in this case. <laughs> I, I would I would like to uh, have you represent me um, as my – would you be my attorney in that situation? Yeah, I would just uh, – I would be ambiguously defined in this entire conversation. I would just say, my associate, Rob, stated <laughs> your – You would be his advocate. Yes. And, yes. Uh, the one who speaks for him. Yeah, I would. I would like to have an advocate in this as well. But I mean like – it's not, it's not the hill I want to die on. But what I did want to do is say, like, okay, you know what, you guys, like, this experience was not what we were hoping for at all. And if you eliminate the part about what you said, we might be able to expect there, and then that you slowly retracted, then that's disappointing. But that's not criminal. And if you, if 
but if you can't make up for all the maintenance stuff and you can't make up for the fact that you can't drink the water, that there is no running water, that there's nobody to sufficiently explain the expectations about what's going on there. Like there's, there's just, there's none of that. None of the basics were really there either. Right. And that's the part that. Okay. So here's my, these are the kind of overarching and philosophical questions that I have after the entire review here for us all to consider. But first of all, um, I think one of the biggest problems with your whole experience is that it happened in Canada. <laughs> right? So truly, okay? Because yeah. in that story at one point, you dropped, you know, sleeping on top of the sheets in Vietnam. And one of mm-hmm. the best experiences uh, staying in a place that I ever had was in uh, – or sorry, you said Thailand, not Vietnam uh, – was staying on Koh Samui in Thailand. And my wife and I, instead of splurging 10 bucks a night to get the room with air conditioning – the hut with air conditioning, we went yeah. six bucks to get the hut without air conditioning. And it yeah. was, I kid you not, I'm fairly certain this was used at some point to incarcerate some enemy of some sort, this place. Cause it was like square cinder block, you know, hut with a wooden uh-huh. door that didn't seal, yeah. right? Like there was a crack under the bottom of it. And of then course, yeah. the bathroom was the toilet with the shower on the back of it in the corner of the room with like mm-hmm. a little curtain that you could drag out. And it had a corrugated tin roof. And in the mm-hmm. middle of the night, we just heard this screeching like a rutting elk trying to make sweet love to a banshee. And uh, it woke us up. We were terrified, had no idea what it was. And we learned the next morning that there's these leaves on this tree above it that are like cardboard. And they fall down and they hit with a bit of a thud. And then they scrape down as they fall to the ground. Anyway, one of the best nights ever. Would mm-hmm. never tolerate that kind of lodging in Canada, but you know, on an island in Asia, it was par for the course. It seemed like a pretty good spot. Love and it. that's the thing. Like, like that's for us the the part that was so uh, stupid about it was that like it was all about expectations. Like we were ready to camp when we were camping, and we ended up like getting our expectations like like vastly exceeded because we ended up not being able to camp or when we were camping the other part of the trip we like our expectations were met because it was a busy campground and we can expect what to expect out of a busy campground i don't know that we paid an outrageous amount for this hotel but i expect a basic level of service and even like some now like the thing that makes me shake my head is like their star rating because they're like yeah we're a two and a half star hotel and i'm like does running water get you the bump (laughs) from like from from one and a half to two and a half. And is it like, does it, there's only down to two and a half because the running water is mostly there. Like, is that, where do you draw the line on that? And then who came around and was just like, you're two stars. I can confirm that. I will offer you two stars. I like the guy who came up with the half star, by the way, like it's a scale of one to five. You know, it's like one star means something. Two stars means something. Three. Like if you, if it was intended to be four and a half stars, that would be what nine stars, right? We would say let's make it a ten star system. Yes. <laughs> anyway, I I I wholeheartedly agree. Anyway, so it's all about expectations. We were just like we expected a, a decent hotel, and we ended up getting like just a like a really unpleasant experience. And the rest of our trip was great. And you know, Don's a, Don's a real trooper, and she like she had a super fun time, and we we both really enjoyed it, but we both want to revisit our honeymoon at some point and do it over. <laughs> Just so I'm feeling a bit guilty in all of this, because at one point you had asked me if it was possible to borrow our VW van. <laughs> if, if that had happened, would you have not stayed at this place? No, it was part of the original plan. Always. We were going to be camping in one spot. 
um, way out on a, a place called French Beach at the end of the Juan de Fuca Trail, which I would love to get back to at some point because uh, everybody who has been there told me it's it's amazing. And uh, then we would have been camping afterwards uh, just outside of Victoria in a place called Goldstream Provincial Park, which is like it's got giant cedars. So, I mean, you can't really complain too, too much. It's not like a Saskatchewan provincial park. No, let me take that back. I've stayed at some Saskatchewan provincial parks and they're fine. They also have running water that goes 24 seven. Sometimes there's even a little tap, like two steps from your campsite. You can just walk over to it and turn it on. If you want, you can turn it on all day, leave it running all night. There's not going to be slammed with too much pressure when you are going to explode <laughs> the pump. And then you're not going to get complaints from the guy when you have to pick up the cobweb spider phone to try to get in touch with whoever's going to get in touch with allowing you to finally go to the bathroom to poop out whatever it is you absorbed in the spa tub. So <laughs> is that how that works? So, sorry, I, just, I needed to give that a minute to yeah. just let that sink in and rest before I said anything. I think if you were the um, aforementioned big load that hit that water. Uh, <laughs> anyway, go on. So, but, but I'm kind of thinking this is the second time we've talked about the cobweb phone. And I'm wondering if that's like, you know, the town with two barbers. Isn't it a good thing if your maintenance phone has cobwebs on it? Because it means that no one's needed any maintenance. Yeah, except that he'd gotten some previous calls. And I want to know how. Like, I just, I don't understand, like, how, like, did, did the other people, maybe they were up so early. Like, the sun was up at five when I was, like, so they might have called, like, late, late, late at night, maybe. I don't know. Maybe they went to bed long after us and they called and this guy had been working there all night. I have no idea. Certainly I was not his first call because he just, instead of saying hello or explaining what he was doing or um, or explaining that he worked for the Mineral Springs Spa, I just reached a man who was in a rush to do some repair work. And I, I guess, like, he, like, how... You like that's your that's your main phone to get in touch with these people when they're not in the office, which is ninety percent of the time. <laughs> so the fact that nobody had bothered to pick it up, I think like like we saw some other couples there, and a lot of people just kind of gave us sideways looks, like they were kind of defeated too. They were like, yeah, we saw an Audi pull up at one point, and I was just like, uh oh, an Audi just pulled up, and uh, you know, I mean, that's not a, like an outrageous luxury car, but it is a it is a like an upper end motor vehicle. And we saw an attractive couple stepping out of the Audi, and we were like, "Should we warn them?" <laughs> we said, "You, oh no, you can't stay here." Yeah. We saw them. We saw them leaving the next morning. Like, like, uh, we just kind of nodded at each other, like, like I, like I imagine prisoners do. Like, yeah, you just did that too, hey? Yeah, I'm out finally. See you later. Right. Oh man, yeah. This, I, I, I do on one hand believe though that like everything you've just described, um. If they had just built it that way, there'd be a whole segment of travelers that would be fine with it. Well, that's the thing, right? Like if they just said, hey, you know what? Like we're uh, we're we're renovating right now. We're running the place at a discount. And we also have like we have some rustic but charming accommodations. Uh, we've got uh, we've, we're bringing in our water from one of the salt springs. So you can use it in the spa tub, but you can't drink it. So we've provided you with spring water in the room. Right. And um, uh, the. Um, the view is amazing, and that's your main selling feature. Anything else that comes up during your stay, let us know. We'll do our best to fix it. And enjoy your time here. Had anybody said that to us, we would have had a blast. And like, I think the five star reviews are from people who like don't have a sense of smell and can't detect the septic. We're in a room where the screen hadn't collapsed yet. They had a white jet tub instead of a red one, so they couldn't see the cracks. And they were, you know, they had a lovely time. Like, there were a lot of people who like adamantly five stars on this place and yeah. i i just cannot fathom and i feel the same way in the opposite about some of the other experiences we had like we went to this place called the salt spring walk box 
which or walk bar, which is like, say, it's like wow, there's a fast food restaurant on the <laughs> yeah, it's like it is like it's 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 a fast food uh, like like a uh, Thai walk place and so like we went in and they're like hey you guys got any gluten-free options and they're like yeah actually all our noodles are gluten-free rice is gluten-free too uh we've got wheat noodles you have to avoid those all the curries are good all the meat is good all the sauces are good anything you want to try it's just like how spicy do you want it? and i was like i don't know man and it's just like you got to try my new green curry it's amazing he handed me a tiny cup i got to sip it it was like delicious and fresh and limey and coconutty and i was like i'll take that and then like um uh we, we like we really enjoyed our meal there and people one-starred that place. They were like, ah, oh, this is the worst experience I've ever had. And I'm like, how is this possible? Because you just, like, for, for like, the 11 bucks I paid for noodles in a cool takeout box and a beverage and, like, a really nice service from a man who let me sample mini curries before, like, it might have even been less than 11 bucks. I don't even know how much I paid. It was under $20. I had a delicious meal. I got to sit in a park and watch the harbor. There were seals and boats and birds flying through the sky. And a hippie man who was wearing, a like, a, <laughs> a long red hair and had a pair of suspenders under his shirt which I assume were to keep his bike shorts up from collapsing off of his newly skinny body from all the working out he'd been doing. The The restaurant was fine. Maybe he'd been eating at that restaurant <laughs> stay, <laughs> yeah, and maybe, staying at I that resort. <laughs> the, the restaurant was fine. Right. But there's always a few complainers who are just like, I yeah. one-starred this, I one-starred that. But like, I honestly, when I one-starred this place, I was like, I don't understand what the positive reviews are about. Like the view's great. <laughs> That's a fantastic view. How else are you, like, what else were you enjoying? Like, what else were you not noticing? How low are your expectations for this to be the highlight of your trip? But to me, that's, yeah, anyway, I just don't think that's the point. Like, I don't think you need to go looking at other people's reviews to try and justify um, what the experience should be. Like, you booked your honeymoon. It clearly says spa in the name of the joint. So for you to go there and it's like, this is my honeymoon. We're going to this healing waters place with yeah. someone who rubs you and neither of those things happen it's yeah. it's like i think it's incumbent upon them to just say look this is supposed to be a really special couple of days for you we really screwed it up here's your money back please try us again sometime yeah and i think you know maybe uh like if they'd given it even any consideration but when they returned that second email to me and told me that they'd taken the nest down i was just like yeah, you bullshit. don't understand at all hey dave how, how I, do you how do you sorry Dave, go ahead. I'm going to change the subject. Here's my idea, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you find a place like this. You buy it dirt cheap because somebody's trying to get rid of the land because no one's coming to it. Yeah. You advertise it by leaning into that stuff, by saying, this place is a dump. If you come here, the service is going to be lousy. You're probably going to have a pretty miserable time. If you come to the desk and say, guys, I'm having trouble with my water. I'm going to laugh and look at you and go, yeah, probably. And then I'm going to walk <laughs> off. And that's what you're paying for. You are buying that experience where I don't give a shit about your problems. <laughs> and I will laugh and ridicule you to your face about them. And I'm going to make you sign something when you pay on your way in that you re fully realize that this is what you're in for. So that you know... <laughs> And then you go home and you go like, oh, my God, you won't believe this place we stayed at. I complained about the laundry. The guy told me to go fuck myself right to my face. <laughs> and then there's like I, an asterisk on it. And the asterisk is there's a tetanus shot kit in the microwave. 
We advertise it with a spa, but there is no spa. We openly lie about the fact that there's a spa. We say, That's oh, thing, like, would you enjoy the games room? Because there isn't one. <laughs> they, like, and they've been slowly taking stuff off of their website. But, like, take the spa menu off. Like, it's, there's, you obviously are, you're not going to have the same providers after years of not having a spa. Right. So just, like, just pull it down. Oh, my God. If they had just said, we have cabins facing the water, they're okay. I would have been like, all right. Yeah, that's worth, that's worth the same as a Super 8. You got to go Plus full full refund more because I'm on a small island. Full refund and nothing and nothing else will do. What um, fifteen bucks for laundry, Dave? Is that uh, where's that on the over under of the value of the task being done? That sounds crazy to me. Um, I mean, I of course having said that, we haven't done coin laundry in quite some time, so I have no idea what the current rate is. But well, this is all uh, folded, so you're getting your time back too, right? I guess I guess there's that. I guess there is that. Uh, I don't know. It sounds like, like, I, like I, I don't know what I'm, I'm sure I would pay. Mm, they usually charge I, don't know. You by I might pound. pay 60 or 70 bucks for dry cleaning at a big hotel. Do I get extra wasps with it? Yeah. What are, we, what are you doing about all the, uh, the, the fecal stench in my clothes? Is that going to come well, out? Are you going to wash it in water that's tainted with that? What we do, what we do is first we take the laundry and you're going to put it in a Tupperware bucket that's labeled laundry bucket in felt pen. <laughs> Then you're going to put that on your front porch. This is not a joke. Then they come in a golf cart. They take your plastic bucket of laundry, I assume, so that the mice don't nibble at it. And then they drop it off folded in a plastic bucket when they're done with it. See, I got that done in, in Thailand at a place I stayed at for three bucks. And one of my shirts went missing, and which is fine. But um, but I got all my, my clothes like washed and, and folded, which they, they badly needed washing, folding, well, whatever. Um, but I kind of have this, like, I reminisce about it from time to time and fantasize that she saw the shirt and she was like, I want this. <laughs> she, <laughs> or like, or she smelled it and was like, oh, this, I must keep this. So there's something perverted about it. I think all of you, our laundry returned to us. I think if you came to my to my resort <laughs> and you complained about your wasp's nest, I would say, "No problem, sir. I'm gonna deal with this right away." And I would go into your room, and I would put a second wasp's nest. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what you're getting. What, yeah, what what insect is the natural enemy of the wasp that you could put their their abode right up in there? And then, like, televise yeah, I put, it. Uh, I put three bees' nests in. That should take care of it. Is your resort, by the way, is it called Dave's Ware? Because that's what people have to say. I'm sorry, Dave's Ware. <laughs> he's out. <laughs> he's he's carousing. <laughs> he's not even home. I'm just kidding. I'm Dave. Oh, man. Um, so, uh, by the way, and you have to get a full refund, too. There can be no, like, there can be no haggling, no bargaining. See, because it's about the experience, right? I had a really disappointing restaurant experience with my wife the other night, and we were out with another couple, and the food that the ladies had was, like, raw. Like, they ordered this lamb, and it came out, it was raw, and it was just really terrible. And the pork that I had was, like, it was like eating wood, right? Yeah. So, anyway, the four of us, we have, like, you know, it's a, a bottle of wine to share, and it's a big bill and stuff. And then they came back, and they were like, well, we took the ladies' entrees off, and then... Uh, we only charged you for half of yours, sir. And I was like, which half? The half that I didn't eat or the half that I didn't enjoy? Like, which half of... But I just sort of thought about it as like, like we're out on the town. Like, this is... We've come here for an experience. 
and it has sucked. Make no mistake, the one guy who ate his dinner wasn't like, I don't know what you guys are complaining about. I'm having a great time. <laughs> it sucked for all four of us. Well, that's the thing too about like about um, customer service that is that is uh, that's that's weird in Canada. I don't like we visited the states and uh, like lots of times, and uh, you go into a department store there, and they will hem your pants on your way out of the change room if you want. Like that, like there the 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 customer is always right. Attitude like permeates that country, and like in the main tourist areas at least. But in Canada, there's like this slightly more relaxed kind of customer service thing going on. And I think it relies on people being nice about stuff, which is why I wanted to do this review. Because I was just like, if I'm not going to win the fight about my money, I'm going to win the fight about publicizing what a terrible time I had. Like, I'm going to do damage that way if I have to. Relaxed is about the kindest I've ever heard the word, like, ambivalent is how I would would describe it. But, dude, here's my point. That was my fourth time going to that restaurant with my wife, our fourth time there. And they've got all sorts of statistics that will tell you that, you know, that a customer who comes – who goes once is 27 times more likely to come back than someone will come a first time. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And, and somebody who goes four times is 54% more likely to come back than someone will come a first time. So it's like if someone is in your store or in your place and you fuck up, do whatever you can to get correct it and keep them on course to like come back again. And it stuns me that people don't do that. Because if you guys had a wicked time at that place for your honeymoon, guess where you'd go in five years and in 10 yes. years and in 25 yes. years, right? Absolutely. And you know, like the, the places that we've got, like the place where we went to get married, uh, uh, we went back there for, we stopped in for lunch. We stopped in for dinner at one point. We just like, we make a point of just like driving the two hours out there just to, just to pop in and visit. Mm-hmm. Like we, uh, they're, they're super on top of their customer service there. They're so nice to us. Like we, we love going out there. And yet these guys are like, they totally missed a customer service boat. I don't even know if this story's funny anymore. It's now just kind of like a grind to get to the end of the tale. <laughs> about- but just think if you did go back in five or 10 years, how big is that wasp's nest going to be? <laughs> well, yeah. what It'd I know pretty is special. that it's down, but I don't know that they were up on the roof repairing how the wasps got in, but maybe they didn't get in that way. What do I know? Hey, what well, I they do said know it was down, but do you have any proof that it was down? I have no proof. I may ask for photographic evidence. Oh, show me that it's down. That's good. Well-timed. Thank you. Hey, I wonder if, by the way, if, if you took out that wasp nest with a flamethrower, if you might fix the rest of the unit as well. <laughs> well, it would certainly correct a lot of the issues. For one, it would deal with the mold, and the other, it would deal with the fridge and the uh, coffee maker, which also really could have used some kind of cleaning agent on that as well. Right. We went instant for the rest of the trip. Don't try that, though, by the way, just because if you did use the flamethrower and you successfully removed the wasp nest, but maybe the fire got a little out of control, there's nothing to put it out. No, you no. Well, I guess you could try starting to draw water from the mineral springs, but if somebody had uh, drawn a heavy load, then <laughs> I have a two-part question, Rob. Yes, Both parts are movie related. The, the methane in the septic field and a possible fire. No, it's okay. a, it's movie related. Both parts. Uh, yep. So the first part is uh, what what movie does your experience most remind you of? Uh, it could be a it could be a vacationing movie or not. It doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, my um, 
the the hotel um, most reminds me of the worst bathroom in Scotland in Trainspotter. Wow. I think I used wow. I used the Australian version of that bathroom in Sydney. The movie that came to my mind was um, um, the, the, the Money Pit, Tom Hanks and Shelley Long. Or was it Shelley Long? Yeah. 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 Sec- the second part of the question is uh, what would be uh, – what what vacationing or uh, staying in a cabin-y kind of movie would you recommend? What would you say is among your favorite? Oh, man. Um, well, uh, my favorite uh, um, a monster cabin in the woods movie is actually Alien. Um, so I would recommend that <laughs> if you're going to be staying indoors. I thought you were going about it. I thought you were going to say my favorite monstery cabin in the woods movie is cabin. In the woods. Of, yeah, 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 actually <laughs> cabin in the woods is a good one. Um, they actually, uh, do, I, do you guys, have you guys seen both versions of cabin fever? No, I have not. There's an Eli Roth version and then there's a, an updated version. Uh, Eli Roth's version. I think I've seen one of them. The, the first one was a pretty good cabin in the woods horror movie. And the second one is like a totally unnecessary remake of the first. Oh, huh. sorry. It's a remake. It's not just the different version. No, of no. It's just okay. literally Cabin in the Woods, like not shot for shot, but same script. Was the first one the Eli Roth or was he, did he do the remake? He did the first one. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. How about you, Roger? What's your favorite uh, sort of vacation-y slash cabin-y kind of film? Well, now I'm thinking about like slasher flicks, um, but I was originally just going to say uh, The Great Outdoors. Great Outdoors is a great one. Yeah, Dan well, John one. Candy. Meatballs, yeah. perhaps? That's got to be in there, yeah. Um, hmm. Vacation? The original Vacation? Yeah, I was, tr- I was trying to think of that. Like, were there... I can't remember the cabin scene in, in, in Vacation. Oh, no, no. I, they, I was just ma- meaning a, a movie, a film about being on vacation. Oh, about being on vacation. I don't think there was a cabin in that one. Why is it that the Vacation... Like vacation, I think is a, such a phenomenal comedy, right? Is anybody going to disagree? No. Then why did they have to make the whole f- like stain the franchise with the Vegas vacation and then the remake, which <laughs> was terrible? Wait, come on! You're not picking on Vegas Vacation, are you? It kind of some am. very funny things in that movie. I mean, it's yeah, okay, it's not a great film, but the <laughs> scene where they go to the they go to the like the the uh, the, the off off casino. Like the games, do you remember that right, part? Yeah. And the, the games that they play in the casino. Do you remember what the games were? Uh, no, I don't think I remember them verbatim. So, so they go to this horrible casino because he keeps losing all his money. And so he has to go to cheaper and cheaper casinos. So he finally goes to one. So one of the games that they're playing is War, where they've got a deck of cards and they're <laughs> flipping right, yeah. Another game that they play is Odd or Even. <laughs> wow! And there's also one called Pick a Number <laughs> uh, Seven. Nope. <laughs> yeah, they could. You could play War in Vegas. There's places on the Strip that offer it too. <laughs> well, uh, Rob, I I implore you to get your money back, all of it. Fight, will, fight this good fight. Because you, you got to understand, I know that it will be difficult for you, and I know that. Um, that that it would it will be uncomfortable conversations, and you'll have to relive this experience a few times just in order to get your cash back. But but th- that doesn't affect me or Dave or really anyone else. And all we want is to hear your triumphant story in the end. So don't <laughs> let us down, man. It's not just about the what, money; it's about I will, us. I will, 
I will keep you posted on the update uh, as it comes along. And as soon as I have the um, the emotional fortitude to write an email back in response to their email that they sent back to me, half apologizing for being understaffed, which is not my fault, and uh, informing me about the correction they may or may not have made to my room in my absence, I will <laughs> I will happily update you. And uh, so apart from your travel writings, uh, people can uh, find more of your stuff on uh, one of our former websites, uh, thecorrectness.com, where you can go and not see most of the pictures that we put up because now Photo Bucket's trying to jack me <laughs> to charge us for a third party photo hosting bullshit i saw that uh, <laughs> I so you saw can go that. and see no pictures but still some pretty good writing <laughs> there was a lot of I, I i very carefully photoshopped using ms paint quite a few photos on that site so i'm disappointed to see them gone well and i could i could certainly just download them all and put them up on the site uh but it will take me a very long time to get through them all regardless uh so yes we can read your stuff there and uh and you also see you on stage at loose moose theater from time mm-hmm. to time on some saturdays yeah and i'm doing a later. i'm doing a, a music gig i'm opening for a, a mutual friend of all of ours jody quine on august 24th at the ironwood oh sweet so if you you want to you want to hear me sing about my pain, I'll I'll do that there too as well. I uh, expect a song about that cabin. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, you you're often doing uh, the uh, Christmas Carol show at Loose Moose. Is that uh, in the works for this year as well, or? Uh... I think so. Um, it's about the time of year we start to talk about it, which seems crazy and uh, like it's not even yet August, but it's about the time where we should start planning it. So, yeah, I think I I might I might have one year left in me. In the, in the in the tank of so we'll do the 40th anniversary one and then uh and then we'll pack it in Brilliant. and then if if time permits it would be awesome if we could uh, get a few more uh, episodes of the uh, cinema of regret a uh, mystery science theater 3000 esque show that uh that rob and i and actually rogers joined us on occasion and uh we just uh, make fun of terrible movies maybe make yeah, I'm fun hoping of terrible to... cabins who knows I'm hoping to get a festival, actually, of uh, like a like a short festival of shows up in the fall. So uh, I'll keep you guys posted about that as well. Awesome. Rob, thanks so much for your time today, man. Really appreciate you sticking around for overtime in the National Talkie League. Well, uh, it's been my pleasure. Thanks for having me rant. You've been listening to the National Talkie League. Show notes from this episode can be found at nationaltalkieleague.com. Support for this podcast comes from you. Please share it on social media. Give a five-star review in your favorite podcast store. And connect with us on Facebook. On behalf of Roger Kincaid and Dave Ware, thank you.